0: We all know how woke and liberal public schools are, and how sexual education has crossed the line and entered into every classroom in America. But not here in Montgomery County, Texas, right? Wrong. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Impolite Company. I'm your host, Scott Wingeter. Today on my show, I have uh, the mama bears rising. We have guests Cassandra Crow and Jess Brassington. Welcome, ladies.
1: Thank you, Scott. Thanks for having us.
0: My pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on uh, board here. All right. So tell me about your organization and how you guys got started. Yeah,
1: go ahead. So we are Mama Bears Rising. And Cassandra and I met last year actually over, um, unfortunately, a a couple of friends of mine at the time, their um, family members were being murdered by hospital protocol. Mm -hmm. So I started speaking out a, a about that. And a mutual friend of ours, Stacy Todd said, Hey, y'all need to meet. Um, so we met, talked for hours over all the things that we were going through as mamas and Americans and Texans. And, um, so that's how we initially met. And then eventually we started saying, well, what can we do about these things? So,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So we came together through, you know, like she said, really tragedy brought us together. Um, and then through getting to know each other even our first conversation lasted for hours and we we laughed and we cried and we we talked about all the things and then um, because I work in in the political sphere which is funny how I got there and that's an, another story that we can talk about at a later time but it's really a god thing and she um, by trade um, is a holistic health coach mm-hmm. um, and funny how you would not see how those things really collide and have so much to do with each other, but they do. And so just through through just a really awesome, organic, you know, God appointment, um, we got to know each other really quickly, really well, and realized that we were so like-minded and that we, we were really cognizant of this war, really, that we're in right now, a war that's being waged against um, Christianity, uh, against our children specifically, um, against America. And we just, this, this burning desire in our heart and this question by the Holy Spirit of, okay, what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. And so the need that we saw, um, beyond just education and information, because that is a big need. Um, we all know that there, you know, there are things that are happening, um, and and if we're talking specifically about schools, things that our children are being exposed to, even right here in Montgomery County and Conroe ISD and Montgomery ISD. And a lot of these things are happening um, unbeknownst to the parents. And what we saw was not only a, a real need to to be able to get information out, but also a need to lead the charge in taking action. And when you look around and you look at the people who are really getting invested in even just the political process, right? And so we don't consider ourselves a political organization, we consider ourselves an organization of change, right? And so how does that change happen? Well, it's multifaceted and politics plays a part in that. Mm -hmm. Well, when you look around and you see who is really engaged and invested in those processes, um, there are people that normally are, are a little bit older, that came from a generation where patriotism and um, and Americanism and, and, and all those things were more important, right? So now we see what's happening in the schools with the indoctrination. And then the parents of these students that are being affected are also a product of the indoctrination. And right. So there's a gap there of, of involvement. And so we saw a need for getting engaged with people that are our age, that are living the same lives that we are, just raising our kids and walking them through the process of, Creating local change, and that's where it happens. Really, local change affects um, local action affects national change. We that's have right. to start it here from the very localist of of levels.
0: Yeah, and so you know your your organization's been around uh, for, for what a, a month and a half. And, We're
1: just now going on yeah. our sixth week. Yeah, yeah. Six <laughs> yeah.
0: So I think your your Facebook page went live right in the middle of April, and mm-hmm. I mean, you guys already had two events uh, that I've been to one of those, uh, and that was the Mine Polluters uh, premiere uh, with Representative Toth, Um, and you guys are on fire right now in the whole Montgomery County political scene. Uh, I've, I'm seeing you guys everywhere, and so like I'm I'm so glad that you came on the show. I had to get you. So um, we're
2: so glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah.
0: So let's get into uh, the brass tacks here of uh, that what what you just uh, alluded to, Cassandra, um, and how that local change is impacting uh, specifically politics. Nationwide, I look at, um, you know, like last year's uh, governor's race in Virginia, mm. how the school board and the parents that are attending the school board and all of those parents all across the Commonwealth of Virginia and the school board and all of the parents that got involved in going to the school board and they elected all across the Commonwealth of Virginia, uh, you know, the governor and changed it from a blue state to a red state, and now we're implementing this change. And, you know, so it, it started with just people going, parents going to school board meetings, mm-hmm. and it spread across the entire state, and now it's changed the state politics. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's get into that a little bit. Um, how did... First of all, tell us all about what this Mind Polluters uh, movie is all about and, you know, the the last two events that you guys have uh, held and what that's all about and how that's firing up uh, mm-hmm. sort of the local body politic here in Montgomery County.
1: So we decided to uh, officially launch Mama Bears with uh, hosting a screening of a documentary called The Mind Polluters. It is by Fearless Features, uh, Mark and um, Amber, and um, they something great about their story is they wanted to bring truth. Um, and as you can imagine, or or you know, some people maybe can't imagine, they were having a hard time finding funding. So they put out, they took a second mortgage on their home, and they wanted to share truth and just showing the things that are happening with comprehensive sex ed in the schools and so we chose to launch that Um, we had a really good turnout and that is really what brought to parents and people in montgomery county that these aren't things happening in those states or those cities they're actually happening right here Mm -hmm. so we chose to do that because that was something that a lot of parents are either not aware of or once they're aware of they really want to take action I mean, I can speak to someone who is that parent who has not been engaged until now. That helped me from that perspective of, I am that mama bear rising, and Mm -hmm. what do I need to take those next steps and things that Cassandra has helped me with. Um, So that was our launch event. Um, You want to share a little bit more about that, Cassandra? Well, yeah, specifically... Regarding the film, um, so what
2: they did was they went, you know, all around and, and they interviewed um, experts and they, they did a lot of research with experts in the field. Um, people who were working in the public school system, people who were working for Planned Parenthood, um, who is very invested in the comprehensive sex ed programs that are in the schools. Mm-hmm. And people just that had the background information and, and really truth information about the comprehensive sex ed Um, in addition to SEL, CRT, and how all of these things really are kind of um, connected. So we've done a show
0: on critical race theory. I had uh, Representative Toth on here, and we talked about that. Uh, But I, I think a lot of people may be confused or maybe don't even know what SEL is, social emotional learning. What is that?
2: So social emotional learning, in essence, is a framework for how to think um, really how to feel about certain things and how to, um, compromise Mm -hmm. and, um, be accepting of things. And so where like the, the Covey, um, curriculum that you've heard of where it's, you know, talks about a Mm win-win, right? So as an adult, we can look at that and we can go, okay, let's, let's try and find a win-win. It's called compromise. When you take an, a theory like that and you you implement it into a social emotional learning basically what you're doing with a child who has a developing brain right mm-hmm. is you are telling them that everything is up for compromise right mm-hmm. and that everything should be accepted that acceptance is a a a valuable trait a characteristic that you're you're striving for and which in some cases it is, but what's dangerous about SEL is that it is defined by whoever the person is that's teaching it. Mm -hmm. So whatever their views are on what is acceptable, what is good, what is bad, all is up to their discretion. So I was a teacher, uh,
0: at the alternative campus, uh, for Aldine ISD for uh, five years. Uh, and we started to implement, uh, social emotional learning about, uh, I'd say three years ago, uh, four years ago now. Um, and we had these things we called circles and it was specifically designed for conflict resolution mm-hmm. with these kids that, you know, were at the alternative school for fighting and, you know, trying to beat up each other and, you know various reasons and there was always conflict w- amongst some of these kids um and I, th- they called it circles where you know you have a sp- talking stick and you'd go around and you'd ask prompt the teacher's supposed to ask prompts and questions and everybody had to talk um and there were some aspects of it that were okay mm-hmm. um for sure but what what i think i and i I tried to explain this to my principal and the administration staff there that I don't think it's going to work is because it lacks virtue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't teach moral principles. And when you take, for example, you know, you, you public schools have, you know, to follow this ridiculous Supreme Court case that happened years and years and years ago, with, quote, the separation of church and state, uh when you take that moral teaching out of the public school what you're trying to replace it with and what you're really trying to achieve at least you know from my perspective at the alternative schools we're trying to teach these kids conflict resolution how to quote be good Mm -hmm. Well, you can't do that if you're Mm -hmm. lacking truth and goodness Um,
1: because what's the definition of good
0: Right. Well, it's subjective, you know.
1: Yeah, there's no absolutes and <laughs> right. when you take God out of the schools, something's going to be there. Right. And that's now man is the center and mm-hmm. as we've we know, we're not perfect. So That's right. So
0: so let's get into that little history lesson here. Uh of course you guys know I love history. So walk me through the process of how our schools went from something that was, you know, religiously-minded in, mm-hmm. in in a manner of speaking, at least taught virtue and character and morality uh, to what we have now across the nation in America?
2: Sure. So, you know, the at the start of, of even compulsory education, it was all for the purpose of making sure that people could read their Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, the person known as the father of education, John Dewey,
0: Boo Hiss. I always <laughs> say that Boo Hiss Boo when hiss. that name comes up. Yep. Boo Hiss. I hate you, John Doobie. Yeah.
2: So his, so then you know, his, yeah. you know, what, what he saw that needed to be done was um, that the children were being indoctrinated by their religious parents mm-hmm. and therefore a very strategic plan was made of, okay, how many hours a day do the kids need to spend outside of the influence of their parents? How mm-hmm. many days of the week? And, and they even had to do a trial and, and error type thing. So it started off with five hours, then went to six, six and a half, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very strategic of how much time is it going to take for us to have more influence over these children than their religious parents. So it's always about um, removing children for, from the religious beliefs of their family. It's about control. It's about control, mm-hmm. right? And so that's kind of where where that started. So really, when you talk about compulsory education, all the way back to, to Dewey, I mean, there the plan was was always for what we're seeing now, right? It just mm-hmm. and it was the dumbing down of America as well. Yeah, it, Literally, like we
0: had the best education system in the world prior to Dewey, uh, mm-hmm. as you noted. It, it was, was run the, by the church, right? Well, I mean, so this is a fun fact, the Civil War, let's take the Civil War, 1860 to 1865, right? Um, You have, it's the most, the U.S. Civil War is the most well-documented historical event in world history, okay? 98% of the Union soldiers were literate and wrote, and about 89% of the Confederate soldiers were literate and wrote, and so you have this perspective from everything from a a private, the lowest rank in the army, all the way up to generals, the highest rank in the army, and all in between, people are writing down what they're mm-hmm. seeing and their experiences. and we're still every day finding new material that came from that event and that all the perspectives that go along with that. Where did their education come from? It, in America, it goes mm-hmm. all the way back to the Puritans mm-hmm. uh, who you know, Founded Plymouth Colony, yeah. and that it was, was in their, their p- communities. Yeah. Yep, it was a in the Massachusetts mm-hmm. p- uh, public school starts uh, based on the same basic principles, mm-hmm. and it was always a classical mm-hmm. education. Mm-hmm. Uh, classic literally comes from uh, another military term. Uh, it was uh, it was associated with the navies. Okay, and it, it becomes it as it evolves the 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 word itself uh changed definitions as words often do Mm -hmm. and it came from went from being naval to the best and the idea is these boats these ships are really expensive and so you're always going to put your best men on you know in charge of this right and so Now classic just simply means the best. And it literally is the best education Mm -hmm. that you can get. And of course what makes it the best education is it creates a critical thinking Mm -hmm. individual that is skeptical and understands that they need to view the world through this lens. I like to call it truth, beauty, and goodness. Mm -hmm. Everything that's true is beautiful. Everything that's beautiful is good. Everything that's good is true and vice versa. They're all mutually dependent upon one another for their own definitions. Um, And you know, you can't have that if you're going to implement an education system that's designed to control people. Right, and that's exactly what John Dewey did.
2: So you mentioned the Puritans, and so you know that at, at Plymouth Rock, right, mm-hmm. right where they arrived, there's a there's a, a monument. Yes, and it's all you know de- devoted to really just the structure of everything in the world, right, starting with Christ and all the way down, and then mm-hmm. it, it, down to the the educational aspect of it. It's um, the family,
0: mm-hmm.
2: the elders of mm-hmm. the community, mm-hmm. um, the churches. The grandpas, the grandmas, you know. So it was always meant to be that. And then the, the the school aspect of it was your community. It was your village, your community of people, of like-minded people. And for the the, the purpose of the, one, being able to fully um, engage in scripture. Yes. Right? And then, two, being able to fully engage in society. Mm-hmm. And when you look at classical education and the trivium specifically, and, you know, it's so interesting because, you know, one thing I always say is that the enemy, mm-hmm. right? And so, and I don't, I don't label the enemy a, a person. I'm not going to say, oh, the, the Democrats or the left or the whatever, because at the end of the day, whoever it is that's doing the enemy's work is the enemy. Right. And I don't really care what <laughs> political, you know, sure. party they, are, they belong to. But the enemy um, and 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 the people doing the work, for the enemy, are, are very good at playing a long game. Yes. And they're very good at, at infiltrating um, our systems. And what we're really bad about is organizing. We're really bad about playing a long game. And we're very reactive. Mm-hmm. So, what, what they did was they looked at this trivium that was working really well for educating a whole community and a population of people based on the development of their brains, right? You take mm-hmm. your little bitty ones, and that's why little bitty two- and three-year-olds can learn second and third and fourth languages mm-hmm. you know, m- better than we can as adults, right? So there's a certain development process that's happening in those little bitty preschool brains. And then you've got your grammar, where it's just a lot of repetition yes. and jingles and songs and your, those building blocks. In and,
0: 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean.
2: Exactly. Right. All yeah. your jingles and your yeah. timelines and do they know exactly how to sort that out and what the implications of that are? No, but they're learning the the, the subject matter, and then of course comes logic. Yes. Right. Uh huh. And that's where they're made to be these start to use these critical thinking skills, and then why and then, did
0: Columbus sail west?
2: Exactly. Yes. And then rhetoric.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: When did he sail? Why did he sail? And how can I, you know, give a persuasive? 1492
0: was a magical argument. year, not because Columbus sailed west, but because spain won a 700 year religious civil war against the moors from morocco and that allowed once they won that war uh that allowed columbus the ships necessary to sail west and then when he does go west and spain dominates all of this land think about all the countries Mm -hmm. that are in south and central america that speak spanish what's their number one religion catholicism Mm -hmm. why well because if you grew up in a country that was at war with another religion for seven or 800 years, you too would become super Catholic. Mm. That's rhetoric.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That's rhetoric. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so what, what they've done, right. What the enemy has done, the ones that want to infiltrate the schools and change, um, really, I mean, for lack of a better word, um, enforce a a sort of mind control.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. Is
2: to then use those same, parts of the trivium that work for good Mm -hmm. and use them to work for bad. So introducing things to a developing brain that cannot logically think through them, introducing them to them. Jess, talk about that
0: mental plasticity of a child and how that works.
1: Yeah. and, And some of the things, and they talk a little bit about this on the mind polluters as well, is at at the different stages of development, um, and and we've discussed this each individually and with other people, is changing those neural pathways. Mm -hmm. And it is effective, but that can be for good or not so good purposes, right? right? And um, that's something we're going to be sharing. Um, We shared that night, but also in our upcoming event, where we have people talking about when children are exposed to this trauma, like things with that comprehensive sex ed introduces to children, mm-hmm. um, lowering their inhibitions, um, is one thing and setting them up to be, uh, more of a, a prime victim of trafficking. And we'll talk about connecting the dots a little bit later, but not only that, it changes those neural pathways. Mm-hmm. And we will have people talking about what happens when the children are traumatized just by being introduced to these, um, this comprehensive sex ed and these uh, pornography and different things, mm-hmm. it literally changes those pathways and it stunts their growth to, you guessed it, logic. Mm-hmm. So what is the enemy trying to do? They're taking, like Cassandra said, those different parts of the trivium, and they know that that's a prime time mm-hmm. to reach these children to start changing their direction and starting for indoctrination. Mm-hmm.
2: And, and porn addiction, too yes it's something that you're seeing so so comprehensive sex ed right so not sex ed like let's talk about reproductive you know organs yeah it's not biology it's not at all Mm -hmm. it is um literally teaching these kids that porn is good and it's okay Mm -hmm. um that any sort of sex homosexual sex heterosexual sex oral sex bestiality, bestiality. is okay because why because children are sexual beings mm-hmm. born that way and they should be able to enjoy sex just like anyone else i mean it's 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 disgusting and gross and we can go into the how this ever was introduced to the public school system but basically what it is doing is we are creating um the victims and the predators
0: right yeah yeah I, I'm going to say something controversial here, but that's okay because it's called impolite Company and I'm allowed yeah. to do that, right? Thank God, not for the death and not for, you know, any of the tragedy and stuff that happened from COVID, mm-hmm. but some of the great things that have come out of COVID, I think, is, you know, parents like you, like me, all across this nation are starting to wake up. When public school went online, on Zoom, and, you know, parents were stuck at home with their kids and they started to look over their shoulder and they started to see what was happening inside these classrooms it woke everybody up and I think that's what mama bears rising is all about right Absolutely. Um, and so I think that that's one of the really good things that have come out of this Uh, you know I know that people are leaving public school in droves Mm -hmm. they're looking into private schools they're looking into homeschooling uh, homeschooling's on the rise, uh, co-ops, uh, hybrid schools, um, all to get them away from this indoctrination and this disgusting, especially sexual stuff that they yes. find. Um and that's an actually great opportunity for me to go ahead and plug our today's sponsor, Paidea Classical School. If you find yourself as one of those parents that wants to pull your kid out of public school and gets, get them away from some of this disgusting material that we're talking, and, and instead get them into the kind of education that we have been just discussing, Paidea Classical School is an excellent opportunity for you and your chi- uh, child. Paidea Classical School has three campuses on Uh, in the Montgomery County area. And we would love to have you um, come out and take, they would love to have you come out and uh, take a tour and see if this is the kind of school that you can fit into. Uh, It is a classical school. curriculum. It's a liberal education uh, that focuses on uh, history and literature and reading the great books of the Western world. And so if you would like more information, you can find them at pcsedu.co.
1: Yeah. And going back to what you're saying with 2020 and Cassandra and I, the first time we talked and mm-hmm. actually um, met that time, we were talking about the things that have come out of 2020. And Yes from being in a holistic health background, that was, it's very similar to what happened with our health, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Not, not only in the corporate worlds where now people are having to work from home, you're starting to see that all areas of our life are interconnected and they affect the other. You cannot compartmentalize. Mm -hmm. So you see um, in the, people seeing that with their health they have to not only listen to what's supposed to be done or trust blindly trust doctors or hospitals right but they have to take the time to really look at their health and what's going on the same with their children and their schooling so those are those are two things that really have been good that has come out of that is we're realizing we can't depend on someone else to do these things for us mm-hmm. we have to get be informed Uh, ignorance is not bliss. I've been saying that a lot these last two years. Um, and then we have to choose to engage. And so I love that what school programs like Paideia are doing for those parents, it is giving them an alternative. And that's something that we have a conference coming up June 25th. Mm It's at Grace Woodlands Church, and it's for those parents who have seen what's going on, and they're saying, hey, you know, I would like to go more to a parent-directed education. Right. I love saying, we're the parents. We call the shots. That's right. Um, And we want them to know. We don't want them to have misconceptions. We want them to know it's not a one-size-fits-all. There might be a program like Paideia um, that is a great fit for them, but it's so many different ways, and there are so many resources, even in Montgomery County, So that's what we're wanting to do with that. But even in, like for myself, as a mama bear rising, literally maybe five steps ahead of the people who will be joining us, you have to take those steps, find out what's going on, and then look for the people like us, like you, to uh, lock arms and take Mm -hmm. you through that process.
0: Great. That brings me up to my next point. Uh, I can come to one of your events. I can maybe check out this mind polluters thing i can i can see all the things that are going on and i'm gonna get fired up and i'm a i'm a mama bear or a papa bear and yeah. uh i want to get involved how do i get involved what 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 do i do next what?
2: yeah so it's a couple of different things if you want to connect with us then there are certain ways that that you can connect with with us and we can kind of we're going to lay out a pathway of of what the direction that we're, we're going to go with the mamas. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just, you know, Jess was talking about parent led education. So that's, that's one thing, right. Um, but there's a, there's a public school education that, that a lot of children are, are in a mm-hmm. lot of um, children, a lot of families that are like-minded like we are. Um, when you, if I look at my church, I, I would venture to guess that about 90% of the kids that attend our church probably go to public schools. Um, there the reality is, is that there are going to be a lot of children that are still going to be in these public public school systems, right? Mm-hmm. So we are we are committed to the fight for the for the public schools, and so I just want to be clear: like we're not against public schools, mm-hmm. we're not against public school teachers. I mean, we're for public school teachers, and what we're against is the um, the evil. Agenda, the indoctrination, the sexual exploitation, the critical race theory, the social-emotional learning. We're against schools crossing the line into mm-hmm. the territory that belongs to the parent. That's what we're against. So what can I do as a parent if,
0: uh, you know, uh, my if my my wife and I both work and, you know, we, we have full-time jobs and I can't homeschool my kids. I got to send my kids to public school. What can I do?
2: Well, I mean... You you don't have a choice of whether or not you have to be involved in some way. So that would be the first thing I would say, is no matter what your schedule is, no matter how busy you are, there is time to carve it out. Why? Because your kid deserves it. Mm. Um, you just have to. So a couple of ways that that parents can get involved with the public school, um, you know, governance and things that are happening there is I would say number one, specifically relating to the comprehensive sex ed. Mm-hmm that is being pushed down your kid's throat, no matter what you think, um, you're going to get involved in what is called a SHAC, S-H-A-C. A A lot of people have no idea what a SHAC is, okay? It stands for School Health Advisory Council. Mm. Every school district has to have one by law, okay? So whatever school district you're in, it has a SHAC. What the SHAC does is it's primarily made up of member voters, Mm. Um, and, and primarily parents. So there are some district employees that are part of the shack. There are some, um, professionals, maybe people that are in medical, um, psychology, but, but the rules of the shack say that it has to be primarily made up of parents. And these people that are on this committee vote on all of the health and sex ed curriculum in the district, okay? So they do health, nutrition, and sex ed. So that is number one, and that needs to be done yesterday.
0: How do I get on the shack?
2: Right, so um, I can tell you exactly what to do if you're in Conroe ISD. If mm-hmm. you're not in Conroe ISD, what I want you to do is I want you to Google your ISD, S-H-A-C. It should bring up a page to you that will kind of tell you who is the point person for SHAC,
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, and then you're going to use these following what I'm about to tell you about Conroe ISD. So for Conroe ISD, and you can Google shack Conroe ISD as well. You can look at all the meeting minutes. You can see everything that's been going on. You can see who the members are currently, but the contact person for Conroe ISD for the shack, his name is Wade Haymark.
0: Wade Haymark. Mm -hmm. Got that? Wade Haymark.
2: Wade Haymark. And his email is w h. A-Y-M-A-R-K at isd.org So at the upcoming school board meeting, which is June 21st, it's a Tuesday at 6 p.m., the school board is actually going to vote on the members for the SHAC committee, the SHAC council. So Wade Haymark is the person that you reach out to via email. You're going to say, I want to be a member of the shack in Conroe ISD. This is who I am. I want to be a parent member of the shack. If you are not a parent, but if you are a pastor or a business owner or a taxpayer in the community, you tell them that you want to be part of the shack. If you get a response um, that's anything other than favorable, contact me. We are going to go to the school board meeting on June 21st where they're going to vote on these members and anybody that is told no, we don't need you. We have enough. We whatever. I've actually gone through the the bylaws and the policies for the shack. I've really gone through it with a fine tooth comb. Um, what I found is there's no maximum. There's only a minimum. There has to be a minimum of five members. There's no maximum. There's no. Sp- specificity as far as how many people can be in one feeder or anything like that. So if you get any response like that, um, that's not accurate. Um, I can tell you that the Conroe ISD shack right now is, is actually out of compliance. It's, it's, it's in balance. It's supposed to be majority parent members and voters. And right now it's, there's one less parent, uh, as far as the, the group of parents is one less than the, the other voters. So they're out of compliance anyway. Um, and so at that June 21st meeting, I'll, I'll basically go up with a list of names and say, hey, we all want to be on the shack. Now, at that point, the school board will have to then um, honor that or, or deny it. But they'll be forced to vote in front of us. Mm. Um, and so that's one way you want to be able to get on your shack. I can tell you that there is an active campaign right now that's going on by a company called Advocates for Youth. Advocates for Youth is the ones that produced e, um, a little module, a sex ed module for children starting in kindergarten. Um, it's called a maze, and these modules are disgusting. Um, they we really go over them in the Mind Polluters film. They expose mm-hmm. a lot of this, but these are modules that are they're they're telling little kids that um, it's perfectly normal to look at porn. Um, that, um, it's perfectly normal to identify as a gender outside of the the gender that you were born with. And not only is it, is it normal, it's celebrated. Mm -hmm. Um, so they have an active campaign going on right now, um, encouraging the people to get involved in their shack. So we have to be making sure that we're, we're showing up where they're showing up and that for every person that they're sending there, that there's one more. Uh, person that's there to represent our, our, our community values, mm-hmm. our, our, you know, our, our belief systems, our values, and ultimately just to protect kids and not expose them to things that are going to ultimately hurt them mm-hmm. um, emotionally, physically, things like that. So that's number one, join your shack. If you need any more information on that, reach out to us, Um, I'm sure all of the information for, for contacting us will be, um, in the show notes. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. So Mm -hmm. reach out to us with any questions. If you get a a response back, let us know, please come join us at the next school board meeting, um, in Conroe ISD. It's Tuesday, June 21st at 6 PM. Um, I wish I had a list of all the other, you know, we have multiple school districts in Montgomery County. Um, I think whatever district you're in, get involved. Find out where your shack is. Find out when the meetings are. Show up. Know who your school board members are. Look at how they're voting. Go back and look at the videos from past meetings. Look at how they're addressing issues like SEL, CRT, um, comprehensive sex ed. Mm -hmm. Um, You might come away feeling really positive. You might come away feeling really righteously angry yes okay and so then the next thing i'm gonna say is is as you're, you're starting right now is the time um to start getting involved because we have a, a school you know you're coming up and so let's do everything that we can and another thing is you're gonna start um we've got in conroe isd specifically i know magnolia montgomery just had an election mm-hmm. really good turnout too yeah um conroe isd has its school board election will be on on the in the general election and um so in november so start paying attention to that. We will share information with you. We have are going to be working with a, an organization that's going to be um, comprehensively vetting candidates and and making sure that um, that Mama Bears Rising only approves of the candidates that that have the most um, um, conservative um, principles and values that, that traditional line up. American values exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: And I would say, too, to encourage you, if you're thinking, oh, well, it's summer. My kids aren't in school right now. Uh Well, um, you know, school's out for the summer, but Mama Bear Rising season is really just getting started. This is a time when a lot of the things are, like Cassandra just shared, uh, a lot of the groundwork is laid for what will be happening in this upcoming school year. So I really want to encourage you, please don't think... It's summer. It's time to take off. This is a time when we really have to be ramped up and engaged. So join our, we have Mama Bears Rising on Facebook, on Instagram, and we are working for something where uh, you'll be able to log in and find these, this community and these resources separately from Facebook. But for now, That has been a way for us to connect. So get on there, join our group, and then you can start meeting other people who will be at the school board. Um, I know for me, actually, this last CISD school board, that was my first school board meeting to attend. Mm -hmm. So I can speak to the person that maybe you're like, I don't know what to expect. I don't know what to do. Reach out. That's what we're there for. We like to meet a little bit beforehand. And we really strategize. If you want to speak, we have a strategy going into that or just show up and kind of see you know as a spectator what's going on so that would be my thing is like summer is the time to do that we're going to be sharing what curriculums are coming out um, even for the teachers if you're an educator We love our teachers. We're so thankful for those educators who are in the public system, Mm -hmm. and they are doing what they can for these children. So we have connections with Innovative Teachers of Texas. Um, So that leads me to another, that second conference, which will be July 29th and 30th at Grace Woodlands Church. That is for the educators Friday, and then for the parents and students on Saturday who are in public education What can you, uh, what can you do? What are some of your, you know, your teacher and your parent bill of rights Mm -hmm. and really love on those teachers and, and those parents and let them know going forward. So, um, yeah, it's summertime, but it's now is the time more than ever to get involved.
0: There is so much more that we could be covering and there's so much to this. It's such a complex topic, Mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, we could be here all day, talking about all of these different issues. But our time is, is uh, I think, uh, dwindling here, unfortunately. So we will have to have you guys on uh, again. Um, one of the last things I wanted to talk about uh, was, you know, just to drive home the point that, you know, these schools and this dangerous curriculum out there is teaching our kids a whole bunch of wacky stuff that, you know, that, when you're six seven eight nine years old you have privacy rights that you as a child you have sexual rights uh at, at, at these ages that you're a sexual being when you're a child and you know it, some just, and that you can consent right mm-hmm. and that's yeah. insane um there's the obscenity loophole uh that we need to close uh, that uh you know and uh, explain that real quick what what is that about the obscenity loophole
2: yeah definitely so so mama bears rising we we kind of look at, at this all-encompassing kind of uh, a plan and strategic attack against um, about, against these these lies and this moral decay basically um, mm-hmm. this cultural war um, and one of those things that we're involved in and that we're gonna lock arms with people in is is those legislative priorities those legislative things that need to be done so there's there's the activism there's the involvement from the parents right mm-hmm. um there's there are responsibilities that that are going to fall on the legislators right to get some good laws and i'll talk about the those closing those loopholes and then also there's the enforcement arm right mm-hmm. so where's the enforcement a lot of our problems are coming down to just that enforcement that teeth like okay we've got these laws crt has already been banned right in texas schools but it is being taught in Texas schools. Okay, mm-hmm. so what do we need to do to, to create that enforcement? Where should that be and where's that hole? Specifically regarding the the sexual content, There, the Texas Penal Code states, uh, it gives you a definition of what's obscene and what's pornographic and specifically how those things are crimes regarding um, exposing or distributing distributing those things to children or minors.
0: So let's be crystal clear here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I can go into Conroe ISD. I can go into one of those school libraries. I can grab a book off of a shelf, and it is filled with, I mean, just the most disgusting, vile things you've ever read. Um, I mean, you have got to see this. This is It blows your mind when you, when you realize that these are the kind of materials that are in a public school library in middle school high school sometimes elementary schools have Mm -hmm. these disgusting i mean it's it's not it's like reading smut i mean it's 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 graphic you know almost 50 shades of gray kind of like wow this isn't a public school library i can take that book and if i take it outside of that library and i go off a school property and i hand it to a kid Mm -hmm. i can be arrested
2: Yeah, you could you you that would be distributing pornography Um, (laughs) and you would really be in trouble if you went out into a to a public place and you read that book out loud in front of children. Um, Uh You could be put on a sex offender list for that.
0: But if I'm the school librarian Mm -hmm. and I want to have a drag queen come in and read uh, that particular storybook to them.
2: That's fine. It's 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 not fine, but I'll tell you what they're (laughs) doing. They're doing to to pretend that it's fine and they've been doing it for a long time is they are are misusing the education um exemption okay Okay? so within the the obscenity code in the texas penal code they make three exemptions for when these this subject matter can be um exposed to young people Mm -hmm. okay um there's a medical exemption OK, so if you're talking to your doctor and he, you know, he needs to talk to you about something that has to do with your body or your, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. OK, there's a government exemption and there's an education exemption. Now, the ed- education exemption was for the purposes of sex ed classrooms and curriculum. Right. Where but the sex ed that we got mm, when we were kids exactly.
0: where it's like, OK, this is the female body and this is the male body and this is how that stuff works like that. Exactly. You know.
2: That Mm -hmm. was the intent. And so what's happening and what needs to be changed legislatively is they are saying, oh, well, we're a school, Mm -hmm. we educate, therefore, boom, there's an umbrella of exemption for us. We're, 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 we're exempted. We can have any of this. That's a misappropriation of that exemption for sure. Um, And so what we need to do is we need to close that loophole Mm -hmm. and that's legislatively what needs to be done. But secondary to that. And this can be a legislative thing too, um, but it always, it it also comes down to the school board and the superintendent of going, okay, now I'm going to enforce this, right? Because Mm -hmm. like with CRT, what's happening is it's not being enforced. Mm. There's no, there are no consequences for doing what you're not supposed to do.
0: So I want to real quick talk to my fellow delegates who are about to attend the state convention Mm -hmm. uh, for the the Republican party here in Houston uh, coming up this month we need to close this loophole did you hear that's something that we can put as one of our legislative priorities delegates get done all right there's no excuse uh, i don't care how libertarian you are okay you can be like well people can do whatever they want grown-ups can do whatever they want in the privacy of their home own homes that's fine whatever right everyone should be against teaching children these things yeah that's just common sense like duh so
1: and that's on that side, but then going back to the parents and the taxpayers, okay, mm-hmm. what can you do? Well, we hear from school board members who we've been talking to, a lot of which are allies and, and are agree with this, they need the community to speak up, right? So mm-hmm. if you are constantly uh, in the minority or one of the few on the school board talking about these things, well, okay, y'all, let's, let's go and show them the community is against these things. So mm-hmm. that goes back to getting involved with Mama Bears Rising. We even have a Papa Bears Rising now, yes. uh, Nana Bear Rising, mm-hmm. Pawpaw Bear Rising, and uh, Mama Bears in Espanol because it takes everybody. Um, right. So don't think, oh, well, I'm not a parent or, ooh, thank goodness my kids aren't in public school. It's like you're a taxpayer. Mm-hmm. You have a voice. Your dollars are going to this. So make it important and give them the support by showing up.
0: It's, it's going back to the Pilgrims and the Mayflower mm-hmm. Compact. We're going to build a righteous society. That's right. Mm, That's right.
2: And the thing is, is that um, we can make decisions personally in our homes with our own kids. Everybody needs to be in the fight for all kids because Mm -hmm. this is the future of our nation. Right. It's the future. Like we are seeing the fruit of this. Mm -hmm. You guys, this is... What has happened and what we have allowed to happen really, because the church has been asleep at the wheel, Uh right? We've capitulated to all of these, these things that we never should have. And, and so, but it's okay. Like it's, it's, we know now, so let's change it. Mm -hmm. Let's do something about it. But we are seeing the fruit. We are seeing the, the levels of, of, um, just sexual, um, just, um, promiscuity, Mm -hmm. Abortions, um, gender dysphoria. Mm-hmm. Um, d- d- I mean, it, it's, the fruit is so obvious trafficking.
0: We were warned. We cannot have a Republic without a mm-hmm. virtuous people.
2: Yep. Won't
0: That's work. right. Yep. So it's really super important. I hope people get involved. How do people find you? Do you have a website, Facebook group? Uh,
1: At mama I am on Facebook, we're mama bears rising, um, and Instagram, And And Truth Social and Truth Social yes. Uh, And so that would be your first first way to get get in contact with us. And then, like I said, it's it's a very engaged group. We will come alongside you, and there's a place for you to get involved. And that's what this is about—not just overwhelming you and giving you this horrible information, but saying, okay, what can you do now? And you're going to have a community of uh, people to join with your, you. Your You're Facebook group
0: is blowing up. Have you mm-hmm. guys reached over a thousand people? Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's
1: awesome. And in we're not and just yeah. letting anybody in. We're mm-hmm. making sure that they are wanting to be engaged. So I think we're at. I I, I haven't checked in a few days, but over one point three. Nice. In a, yeah. in in six weeks. Mm-hmm. That's
0: 13. that's incredible growth. So, that's what I said. Yeah. You guys are on fire. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's any, God. It really is. Well, there you go. It's it God. God, yeah. God yeah. bless yeah. them. Um, so here's, here's the,
2: can I say one more thing? Yeah, go ahead. When we're talking about what to do, how to get engaged, if you're going to a church and your Mm. pastors are not talking about the cultural issues of the day, especially these, these things that our children are facing every single day, Mm -hmm. have a conversation with them. Um, find out why. Find out maybe they don't know. If they don't know, share that information with them. Get them in touch with us. Um, we'll we'll help them navigate this. We'll get the film to them so that they can kind of see that. Pastors need to be um, leading their flock. Mm-hmm. Their flock is hungry and thirsty mm-hmm. for for guidance on how to navigate the cultural issues of the day, okay? So if you have a pastor that's not talking about, have a conversation with them. Um, youth pastors, children's pastors, all these things. Brave Books makes these awesome mm-hmm. books for children oh. on these these issues, these virtue um, issues like um, gender identity and the, the um, value of life. And they do it mm-hmm. in a way that's really, really beautiful mm-hmm. and um, translates really well to children. Um, get with people like that. Wait, Order those books for your own personal library. Let's make sure all public libraries have those books. Let's make sure churches. So everybody that knows what's going on, that sees what's going on, and that sees the depravity of our culture um, and what we're facing, we've got to lock arms. And we need to hold these people accountable, including churches. Um, so I forgot to mention that earlier, so I wanted to say That's- that.
0: Ladies, I wanted to thank you so much for coming on the show and agreeing to to show up and and talk about these super important issues. Thank you so much for what you're doing, uh, you know, in our community and uh, for our kids. Uh, It's so important. I hope a lot of people are listening. I hope a lot of people are able to get involved. and, And we need to come together as a community to protect these kids. And so, you know, thank you for everything that you've done.
2: Thank Thank you. And thank you for everything that you're doing. We appreciate you, the value that you bring to the community with your show and your voice. And um, we're so looking forward to partnering with you in in a lot more ways.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We'll have you on the show again and we can see what we can uh, get going here for you guys. Sounds great. Thanks. Well, we'd like to thank Dockline Studios once again for for producing the show and for... uh, giving us this awesome studio to record in uh the dock line is a great place for you to come if you you want to spice up your business and get uh they have everything that you need out there it's a one-stop shop for all of your media purposes and advertising purposes and marketing uh check them out at the dockline.com and uh, we will see you again here next time thanks again for coming thanks for listening to impolite company
2: presented by the dockline If you like what you heard, be sure to rate our podcast and leave a five-star review for us.